0: Welcome to The Redress, a new weekly fashion podcast where we will be discussing style trends and our endless quest to create an elevated, wearable and cohesive wardrobe.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Whistles, the London-based star destination known for timeless design and wardrobe staples that elevate the everyday.
0: We've partnered with Whistles to offer you an all-exclusive 15% off online using code RE forward slash dress. For a limited time only for full terms and conditions visit whistles.com or you can view the details on our show notes.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. A little tired. It's a bit late in the day for us it's isn't a bit it? It's late in the day
1: but I think we've got a good episode upcoming. We have. We have. What have you been up to this week?
0: What have I been doing? I had a store visit at Reformation last week, Mm -hmm. which was amazing. Loved trying all all their bits. I actually went more for like the linen trousers and the cohorts more than like the, the sort of slinky sort of dresses. Okay, nice. And I had some really good shapes and styles. Yeah, I feel like I've been continuing on with the May Reset. I've been exercising eating healthily me and my friends have been meeting up every sunday morning and going for a run and then like going to get a juice in that after which is just such a nice way to start start the day lovely how about you how's your week been
1: it's been really good and i'm really sure thank you i went to Carsington water um which is a beautiful i don't know is it a reservoir it's massive and we went there the weekend and it was so hot Went for like a massive walk, a picnic and just really chilled out. It was such a lovely, lovely day. And then also we went on a bit of a gallery visit had a look around, got some inspiration for our new place that we're getting and actually bought some nice art from a really cool Japanese partnership. There was a, you know, a husband and wife together and actually the husband was selling the art and I was like, oh my gosh, who makes this? He's like, who's my wife. He was like, oh, she's nipped out. And then luckily she came back while we we're still in the store and we met her and she was explaining her art. It was so, so cool. So that was so nice. And then we went for a really gorgeous Italian lunch. It felt like I was on holiday. But I was in England. It was gorgeous. It does gorgeous. when the weather's
0: so nice. It is just makes such a difference to your so day, doesn't uplifting. it? You will have to put the name of the artist in the show. I will notes do. Yeah, she's got some sounds, really cool
1: uh, pieces.
0: And Em, what are you wearing today? What am I wearing? <laughs> I've got on my ray blazer. So I got it on the off white, like the oversized blazer with some totem pajama style trousers. So these are the I've got the co ord in black. Yep, worn it loads. And I often wear the trousers with like a blazer or a knit or t-shirt. So I thought with the cream, just by the trousers I won't actually get the full co-ord and I think I definitely had this ray blazer in mind to start (laughs) with it when I when I ordered them and then a t-shirt from Skims I think I've mentioned them before they're a bit more of a closer fitting t-shirt just where I'm wearing a lot of like oversized pieces I think it's nice to play with that sort of balance so yeah I feel quite chic in my you look great outfit today
1: and actually I've got the shirt of your pants on my mood board because I'm thinking where I've been wanting a silk shirt a creamy silk shirt i'm thinking there you go it's an easy no-brainer piece that i would love and wear loads it's such a gorgeous print yeah it's good how about you (laughs) so i'm actually wearing my ray t-shirt dress it's the maxi style there's two styles on matches but this is the maxi style in black and then my old faithful the row gaia sandals and i thought the very graphic um shape of my sandal kind of offsets the simplicity of this dress The dress looks really comfortable. Thank you. It's so good. It comes in black, navy and white. I am tempted to order the other two colours just to see what other one I may need. I don't need three, but I could probably do with two. I
0: feel like you'll get a lot of wear out of it.
1: It's so comfortable as well. Yeah, thank you. So this is our 11th episode can you believe it 11 it's gone so far. it has gone so fast hasn't it and I think one of our favorite parts of doing this podcast is the community that we've built and you know the questions that we get asked and the conversations that kind of come from the episode topics and so we thought we'd just open it out to our audience to our friends and you know ask them to ask us any kind of questions whether it's style life career beauty whatever it is we thought we'd dedicate a whole episode to the questions you have got some good ones as well some really good questions and what and more excitingly on our shared doc we haven't been able to see each other's answers this week so I'm, i'm in for a surprise i think from you so we've grouped the questions in some topics and the first is wardrobe and style Should I start? Yes, Okay. first question. First question. I've been upgrading my wardrobe to a more grown-up version and sometimes I find a lot more care is needed where the fabric quality is better. Caring for an elevated wardrobe, can you help?
0: Oh, good one to start with. I think that's so true. When you do invest more in your wardrobe, it is often dry clean only. It's actually something I've been getting so many questions about lately, saying, how do you wash that? (laughs) Is that dry clean only? Have you tried washing it? And I think actually taking care of those pieces are the only way to make them last. A brand I wanted to mention was called The Labco, it's sustainable laundry care and their ethos is to give your wardrobe and the world a long and wonderful life. They've got some amazing like fabric strips. They've Ooh. also got a lot of laundry mist that you could just like spray on your clothes just to get that extra wear out of them. And there's another brand called By Matter that has got, I've mentioned it before actually, it's got the it's called Another Day Freshener and it cleans your clothes without washing. So amazing. I feel like things like that always help. I've just put away some boots to take to the cobblers. I go to one called Kelpis in Fulham. And I just feel like, take them now, get them ready to come back out in winter because they're such a good boot. I don't need to rebuy another expensive boot. I can bring these ones back to life. And there is also an app called The Seam, which connects you to local specialists to repair and transform your wardrobe. That's amazing. Keep keep life a little bit longer. That's
1: really good. For me, I always resold brand new expensive shoes. I mentioned it before. Yes, It does feel weird. Getting a beautiful box of shoes and before you even wear them the very first time, I would say get them sold. Especially when you see or when you get beautiful leather shoes and sometimes the sole can be so slippy, I would say resold them from the beginning. Should
0: I have done that on my Elia once? Possibly, oh, because I walked so far in them as well. Well, maybe before you wear them
1: again, I will save, get them, them, get them resold. I love to steam my clothes, so Steamery have an amazing collection of steamers, fabric combs. So definitely check out Steamery, and then Clothes Doctor—they have a really great eco wash for cashmere. I'd also say invest in a cashmere comb for your cashmere and your knits. And as a real kind of cheap option, get some tissue paper and like stuff them in your shoes. Very often I've got shoes like under the bed or, you know, in you know, bags and chucked things. in the back
0: of the wardrobe. Oh, no. Yeah. And
1: I think just to retain the shape of them, make sure that you're stuffing them always.
0: So yeah. I think investing in good hangers as well. I never Ooh. leave my
1: clothes on like
0: the dry cleaning hangers. Oh, no. I always pop them on. I've got like space saving velvet hangers. Nice. I think that makes a big difference as well. know, yeah. I love my steamery steam, I use that every day. And yes. again, you just get more life out of your clothes because you, you give them a little steam and and they you just can look like
1: Brand new, didn't they? They look great as well. So perfect.
0: Amazing. So next one. Yes. What's the one item in your wardrobe you have owned the longest that you still reach for on a regular basis
1: and why? So I'm sure... Everyone's sick and tired of me talking about this one dress, but it is the Totem long sleeve dress that I've got. It's my fail-safe go-to piece. The fabrication is gorgeous and the drape is really pretty. I wear it when I don't feel great. I wear it when I'm feeling at my best and it works with any shoe because of the length. It's such a good dress.
0: I think mine is my redone jeans, the stovepipe. I've had them for about nine years now. And I think it was probably my first pair of jeans that I put on and was like, yes, these are (laughs) the ones. And I still wear them so much don't think i'll ever get rid of them actually bought them in two sizes
1: one nice. to wear a little
0: bit looser one to wear a bit more fitted but i have got rid of so many amazing bags over the years that i really do regret that libby would have absolutely loved you know like bags from the early 2000s that were i mean now they're like iconic yes. but they, they went for a bit of a phase where they was a bit naff i guess so yes They
1: went quite a few years ago and now I'm like, no, I should have kept them even if it was just for Libby. Do you know what I have just thought? I have got an old Fendi bag that's like a bit of a 90s style, like tuck under the armpit. I've forgotten about that. That's just come to mind. I'm going to get that out for summer. You need to. The full brown print, really cute, small shape, very 90s. That is just just ignited a new idea for me. Fab. Good question. (laughs) Okay, next, what is the one piece in your wardrobe that holds the most emotional significance to you and why? So that was such a nice question. It's a lovely question. It says one piece. I've wrote three things down. So <laughs> yeah. I'll just quickly say them.
0: Okay. So one, I've got my dad's old Ray-Bans. Oh. I think they're probably from the nineties. Do you still wear them? Yeah, I do sometimes, nice. yeah. But they just they're just lovely. Like the case, it just really oh, really cool. Then I've also got an Isabel Moron pom-pom jacket. It was from her spring 2010 collection that I got when I was a buyer. Nice. And I think that holds a lot of emotional significance because it reminds me of, of those days and that job. And then I've also got a Templey full length sheer dress. <gasps> gorgeous I haven't worn it I don't think apart from when I got it which was to wear for an event I was hosting with Netta Porter and it was when I was working on a style album with Louise Redknapp um, and it was our first sort of you know really big event together and obviously it was with an incredible brand I just remember being so excited we was allowed to choose a piece from the website and it's probably not a dress I'd even go for now and as I say I haven't really I've never really worn it again it's a real sort of piece but I just don't think I'll ever get rid of that
1: keep that forever mine would be my granddad's blazer it's a navy kind of double-breasted blazer with kind of cool gold buttons down it my granddad used to be in the navy and it isn't a uniform piece it's obviously just a normal jacket that he had into wardrobe but it makes me feel as if i'm wearing a piece of his uniform which has now become my uniform so love it so next question
0: i need to go through my wardrobe and edit hardcore but i really don't know where to start I feel totally overwhelmed by it and definitely need some pointers on how to approach it in
1: a manageable way. Cool, great question. Firstly, be in a good mood, play some music and carve out the time. It's definitely a job that takes longer than you probably think. I would say have a kind of a good clean foundation in your room or whatever wherever you are to begin with and then just go through pieces, take everything out and have a look at what is your instant core pieces, what gives you joy and is fun, obviously think about analysing your every day. I would say try on everything, even the pieces that you know, like, yeah, that's easy. Just try them on because things may not fit. You may find a small hole, like things may need repairing or cleaning. I would say pop away some of your unsure pieces, but don't make that the biggest pile, as I think sometimes you can just be holding on. And those pieces that you may put away and say, oh, I'll, I'll wear when. I've lost weight. I'll wear when I've got a better event. I'll wear when the sun's shining. I think those can make you, can always put pressure on yourself to wear. So I think that is also has to be analysed. I think have a keep pile, have a repairs and needs attention pile, a donate and sell pile, and probably an unsure pile. Clean your wardrobe, button everything up. I would say put everything in colour order, in categories, fold your knitwear, and make an edited wish list.
0: Love that. Yeah, I think it is, you need to do some prep first. Yes. Don't just go into your wardrobe and start pulling things out. Like you say, look at the lifestyle, look at your mood boards. But I would pull out the pieces that I wear the most first. And then once you've done that and you've got your sort of, your row or we'll lay them out on your bed, then go back and pull out the pieces that you love, but you don't wear so much. Mm-hmm. And then like work out how you can wear them a little bit more. Then what's left? Why is it left still in there? You know, why don't you wear it? Why don't you love it? Is it the styling? Is it the fit? Is it just not right for you and your life anymore? And then do your like sell, donate pile. But yeah, like you say, it takes a long time. <laughs> I often give myself like little little Instagram breaks. in do between. You? It's like I'll do an hour and then it's like I'll sit down, have a little scroll and then it's like I'll go back. But it takes a long time. But what I will say, that feeling oh. when
1: you've done it, is just the best it's when everything is tidy and streamlined and you've got a good pile to donate and you feel good about the piece that you've got in your wardrobe it's just the best feeling isn't it
0: when you go to get dressed the next morning you'll be like super excited and it will reignite that love for your wardrobe
1: okay so next office wear help please casual dress code but i still want to look professional
0: I had a meeting the other day with a lady. She was actually pregnant, but this look would work if you're pregnant or not. And she had on some linen trousers. I think she had hers were from Zara and just an oversized shirt. I can't remember what footwear she had on actually, but I don't know. I just thought that was such a nice look because it was like that real, that smart, casual. Nice. Just felt obviously wearing summer, so it felt really summery. I mean, yeah, I think I would invest in a couple of pairs of like linen trousers, oversized shirts, maybe some loafers. Nice oversized blazer. I do love the Reformation Mason pant. They do that in lots of different fabrics and colors. That could be maybe like invest in a nicer trouser and then mix and match your other pieces with it.
1: Yeah, so I would think about textures, casual fabrics and the styling, thinking about maybe an oversized men's linen shirt, a boxy blazer and a lighter fabrication. I think even a simple tee under a blazer can work. And those Fran trousers from Whistles, they look smart, but the fabrication is loose and light. You can wear those with sneakers, with anything, with sandals, and they look smart, but very effortless.
0: Yeah, I love that, like a nice smart trouser with a converse or something makes that real smart, casual
1: work vibe. What's next? I'm really struggling with what to wear for dinner with friends. Definitely a cord to feel chic and polished. Uh, a maxi dress, statement earring, and I would say a flat but an elevated shoe. I would say
0: don't overthink it. You know, yeah. you're going with friends. You can stick with your true style. Maybe just like you say, elevate it a little bit more. For me, I would go for a slip dress, jeans, and a blazer. Just my everyday, but slightly elevated. Play a bit more with your makeup and your accessories. I love the Whistles leather blazer. That's a really good piece
1: you could throw on over so many outfits in your wardrobe. Yeah, perfect. And then last question from the wardrobe section. How much jewellery to wear I sometimes over-accessorise?
0: If you're feeling like you over-accessorise, then perhaps edit down your collection you might have too many pieces that you're feeling like you have to sort of pile on so maybe edit your collection first and make sure you're just left with pieces that you truly love I prefer to have a few pieces that I wear consistently so I have these like little earrings that I've always got in um, a few bracelets and then I will add a couple more depending on what outfit I'm wearing so today I've put on my beads tomorrow I might put on like two gold necklaces mm-hmm. so I sort of have a, a core sort of jewellery wardrobe I guess that I wear all of the time and then I play around with a couple of extra pieces.
1: Yeah I'm similar I have the same jewellery on most days but then maybe like edit a few things down it tends to be my earrings that I will change. I would say give focus to one, one area so it's multiple rings look can look amazing or stacking bracelets or stacking chains and playing with textures or you know thin versus thick or like you say the beads versus gold jewelry but also who says you're over accessorizing it that might be your thing my mom has um small tattoos on her hand and has got rings on every finger and it is just her look and everyone who sees her just loves her jewelry she's got stories to tell whether i've bought her a piece or she's found it somewhere else so it can become your thing if it's your thing and i would like you say don't overthink it perhaps edit down but if not just amp it up and
0: love that you're making i love that with the rings that's something i want to actually get a few more few more rings that lady that we met the owner of the brand piece of wire yes she had some gorgeous gorgeous. like really delicate rings on didn't she but it really made a quiet statement yes we both noticed it didn't we we were both like like... oh your rings look so (laughs) gorgeous so sometimes it's those like quieter pieces that make more of an impact so now on to the shopping and trends section so question one
1: What's the most worn high street item in your wardrobe that's become a staple? So mine would be my Whistles Clean bonded leather jacket. It's my newest high street item, but I've already worn it so much. It's lightweight. It's a longer length. It just adds a great texture to an outfit and it's gorgeous. It's very cool. What's mine yours? would be,
0: I think my mango cargo striped jeans. Yes. I got them last summer after seeing them on a friend and was like, oh my God, they're amazing. And... They're really comfortable. So they're jeans, but they're really like a thin fabric. Nice. So they're quite loose. I wore them loads last year. I wore them like to travel in. And then I've pulled them out a couple of times this year as well. So, yeah, I love the way you can dress them with like a tank top, put them
1: with a chunky knit. Very versatile. This is a really good question, and it's one I always think about. So it's, do you have a fashion, the one that got away, that you still think about and regret not buying? As soon as I
0: read this, something comes to mind. <laughs> so when I used to work as a fashion buyer, I've said before we used to buy Isabel Morant and there was a pair of sh- black and white stripes, almost like pirate style, like capri trousers. Ooh. It was like, I don't think I'd actually wear them now, but I didn't get them. And then I was working on a Rimmel London commercial doing the styling and it was a commercial with Kate Moss. And I wasn't styling her, unfortunately. Um, but we was in like at lunch one day and she was just in her like everyday clothes and she had them on. And I just remember feeling so gutted because oh, I was like, I no. wanted them anyway. And now literally my style icon is standing there wearing them. So did you then was... like try and find them oh, afterwards? Of course. <laughs> yeah. But no luck. No luck. But they, they were amazing. But yeah, quite, quite. I feel like they just come to just under the knee. So I don't oh. know, actually know if I would wear them now, but I would love to still have them in my wardrobe. How about you?
1: So mine is a Chanel bag. I think it must have been two years ago. I was in Selfridges just trying on some bags and I tried on a Chanel bag, a mini black painting bag. And I actually bought it and took it home and then was like, do you know what? Am I really going to wear it? It's black painting. You know, your fingerprints are going to get on it. I just talked myself out of this purchase and then returned it and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. Oh, no. And it'd be like three <laughs> times the price exactly. now. Exactly, and now it'd be so expensive. Oh, It's one of those pieces that I think, I do wear all black, but it was a gorgeous texture, had a lot of high shine to it, and I thought it would be amazing, but do you know what? It's gone, and perhaps I'll find it again on a you know, pre-loved, pre-owned Maybe site. Maybe on Relux. Yeah.
0: I'll keep an eye day. out.
1: Okay, so a fun question now. So how do you know if a trend is age appropriate? If you're an adult during the original Y2K, should you do it again?
0: I would say pretty much every trend is age appropriate. It's how you approach it. I wouldn't do the Y2K Mm -hmm. top to toe. You know, I did do the cargoes in the 90s with the Dr. Martins and the crop tops. And that's not how I would wear cargoes now. I would definitely wear them in a more elevated way. And I have invested in cargoes this time round. So yeah, I would just say it's
1: all about how you style it. If you did it before, then do it better this time over. I think I would say stay away from any logos or any brights and just kind of adopt the subtleties in your wardrobe. Fashion is fun and nostalgic and I think age shouldn't be a barrier for any trend. But for Y2K I would say adopt maybe the paired back 90s styling platform sandals. You know just more the minimal the minimal kind of styling into your wardrobe. The 90s was the best, wasn't it? Oh my Definitely gosh. didn't realize it the at best the time. Best films, the best music, just such good energy.
0: Really was. I love to shop and buy new and exciting pieces but have a hard time incorporating them into my closet of my daily looks. Any advice?
1: Oh, I would say try on and make outfits and perhaps don't commit and keep buying and perhaps rent instead. And then have fun with maybe less commitment. I think about her itself, which is such a good edit and amazing pieces. Perhaps look for inspiration first before shopping. Think about what fun are you missing and how you'll then incorporate that into your wardrobe. And then perhaps just offset that with some of your core, easier, fail safe pieces.
0: Yeah, very true. I think it goes back to what I've said before about like the 70 30 rule. It's like you do need those. Staples and those core pieces to be able to make use of the exciting pieces in your wardrobe. I always mix my more exciting pieces with my go-tos. I posted an outfit over the weekend of a Veronica Beard jacket that felt quite like grown up and, and polished for me. It was like a bit quite cropped, nice but bright colours. And I wore it with my baggy denim gold jeans because that's what made it feel like me. It's almost, and it was probably a bit unexpected. People would probably normally look at that jacket and think they need to wear it with something more fitted. Mm -hmm. But actually, that's how I make
1: those pieces work. Yeah, it's the styling that matters, isn't it? So next question is, I've recently graduated from uni and need a working wardrobe. What are the key pieces?
0: Oh, I like this one. Sort of relates a little bit to Libby as well, where she's just, she's finishing uni and will be starting work soon. Uh, I would say start slow. Mm -hmm. So you still need to feel like yourself. You don't want to look like you're playing dress up. You still want to feel like you. But I think it is still nice to show up in a a bit more of a smarter look for your like, you know, your new era. Yeah, your new chapter. Your new chapter, definitely. So almost like you, but a bit smarter. I definitely say think about the shoes you don't want to be turning up at a new workplace with like scruffy trainers (laughs) that's definitely maybe one of the first things that you need to update yeah
1: my advice would be to scope out the workplace and the vibe and how can you move your uni wardrobe to that workplace you know workplaces have become more relaxed now so it's definitely important to show your flair and personality so maybe you could do that with you already your basics that you've got but like you said maybe it's investing in a blazer one blazer or a nice pair of shoes but I think ultimately I think people are understanding that you've just finished uni and you are you know entering a new chapter so take your time and just invest slowly
0: I love that idea as well of like scope out what the workplace vibe is before you go and buy a whole new wardrobe because actually like you say workwear has got so much more relaxed I think especially with the younger generation yeah Okay, how do I know
1: what truly works for my body type? I am petite with a long torso. So this was a tough question because it's very individual and opinion based. And I think only you can determine this without the ideals of the industry. I think you have to think about what you feel most confident with and what you don't. And then perhaps dress accordingly so your best features are on show. For me, I love high-waisted denim, but it doesn't look great on me because I have got a bum and thighs, so a a shorter rise, a longer length looks better for me. And I think there's no rule, so it is just what do you feel best in and what do you want to show off?
0: I love that because it's not like you've gone out and searched for that answer. That's just how you feel in the denim. No one's told you that, and I think... For me, it's like I don't subscribe to the rules on body type. Mm -hmm. It's how you feel in an item. You know, I think finding a good tailor is key. If you're petite, follow someone like Monique. She speaks a lot about tailoring her clothes. Again, it's another investment, but it does make sense to get those pieces to really work for your body. There is no magic answer. It's trial and error. All bodies are so different. And I think it's about you knowing instinctively if it feels good and not about the rules on what you should and shouldn't wear for a certain body type
1: cool that was a good answer I like that one. Oh, thank you all right so on to the career section this is a really fun one we've been asked a lot of career questions across the 11 episodes so we've popped down four major questions and hopefully we'll answer everyone's thoughts and queries so the first question is what's the most difficult part of your job from the outside it looks dreamy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, well, listen, I can't complain about my job for sure. I know I'm super lucky, mainly because I love what I do. I think the hardest part of my job now as a content creator is there's no hiding. If you're having a bad day, (laughs) you know, everyone will know that you don't always feel your best. And actually a big part of my job is taking photos of myself. And that's something that I've never been that confident with. I think I got into this from my background as a stylist and that's what I'm passionate about. It's not about me. So I think that's what I struggle with, I guess. And even showing that more personal side of my life, I try to keep it much more fashion. But I know obviously people are interested in, you know, your, your whole life if you're sharing certain things online. I know that comes with it. But yeah, I guess I think the, the biggest one is, yeah, there's no hiding. If I need to create that
1: content, I need to create that content. How about you? So, for me now being a freelance, the honest answer is there is no regular income. So, as much as I am free, I'm representing myself, I'm collaborating, I'm learning, it is honestly, you know, such an amazing position to be in. And I have saved beforehand so that I'm able to transition into this new life and role. But the reality is, there's not a pay slip coming to my bank every month. And so, You have to think about, you know, what you're spending, what you're doing, how you're living. I think that's honestly the real real answer here. But I'm in a fortunate position to be able to carve out this new journey. And, you know, who knows what will will come from it. But, um, yeah, I can't complain because I'm loving it. Yeah, but I wanted to be honest and transparent because it isn't as glamorous as it may seem. But I am living the dream and I'm loving what I'm doing. So I cannot complain there.
0: No, I think that's so true as well. And I think obviously I've been doing it for a long time, but... You know, I'm still self-employed and I think some people think as well because I do have access to beautiful clothes like, you know, like you you have been as yeah. well, but ultimately that doesn't pay the mortgage and actually being self-employed it is a constant worry, to be honest. Yeah. Um, whether invoices are going to get paid on time, yeah, it's or whether you're going to be as busy next month as you was perhaps this month. So, yeah, no, exactly. I think that's really true.
1: Yeah. Okay, what's the next question, Em?
0: If you had to give a piece of career advice to your younger self, What would it be?
1: I love this question. I would say keep the faith and what is meant for you will be for you. Um, Don't compare yourself to anybody else, but stay hungry. And remember that you will always offer a different energy and vibe to everyone else. So don't let your light dim. I love that.
0: I think mine would be that confidence only comes from doing something repeatedly Mm. and making the mistakes. That was such a big setback for me when I first started out when i especially when i was styling and you know you're on set and everything's on you and it's all subjective so if i've got the wrong clothes the director doesn't like that day it would constantly knock my confidence to the point where i wouldn't want to do it anymore and it's only as i've got older mm. and i realize now that actually if i just kept on going kept on turning up to them shoots kept on getting things wrong that actually that's where my confidence would have grown would have grown from and actually, even with the, the podcast, you know, I've gone through a whole journey over the last year of, no, I can't do it, no, I'm not good enough. And actually, someone spoke to me a couple of weeks ago and they was like, keep going with it, you know. It's like every forward. time I feel like I'm I'm I shouldn't be doing this, or it's actually the only way I'm gonna get better and, and feel that confidence is from it's almost like you need to make your you need to make yourself scared and uncomfortable sometimes to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. And also I don't think take no for an answer Ooh. within reason but <laughs> I just I don't know like I even see it with my kids now if you know if they get a little bit of a setback it's like no like mm. keep going try someone else like knock on another door like yeah don't get disheartened
1: yeah I think you're right about it. don't get disheartened and you will learn from the setbacks I remember one of my first jobs you had to drive and I didn't drive and um I failed my driving test and I was gutted because it involved getting a company car. It was a Mini, which was my actual first car in the end because I loved that car. And it was driving around the Midlands and going to different stores and different department stores. Anyway, I didn't pass my test. Lo and behold, I think it must have been only months later, I was offered the role in London and didn't need to drive. So I was like, yes. And then I ended up getting going to London and that was exactly my goal. So I think sometimes it is those little minor setbacks are there because that journey isn't for you. It's so true.
0: Sometimes it's like not getting what you think you want at the time is actually the best thing. Exactly. Okay, how do you think the industry has changed since you started your first job? Any challenges you have faced? Any future challenges you foresee? Do you think changes are for the better?
1: So there's been more conversations about conscious production and shopping, pre-loved and pre-owned I don't recall any of that really being promoted so loudly when I first started my career. But now it really feels as though it's an expectation, which is really good. You know, I'm seeing and have worked with department stores that demanding that the brands they stock adhere to some of their sustainable pillars and some of their goals and targets for, you know, 2025, etc. So I think that's been something that has changed since I first started my first job. Fabric knowledge, clothes care, upcycling, and then more transparency with factories and labour. Are we there yet? No, we've still got a long way to go. But I definitely think having those conversations, being transparent and it being it being promoted in, in ways where it feels fun. It feels accessible. It feels like you can do your part. I think that's always really positive.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think career wise, um, the change in the industry is definitely for the better. I was struggling to get into the fashion industry, like the magazine sort of route. I think I had my kids young, and the way I was trying to do it, I didn't intern and things like that. So I think the content creating industry has been amazing for that, of letting people that wouldn't normally have had the opportunities and the chance create it. You know, mm-hmm. create their basically their own sort of brand. I guess I think now we're able to hear from individuals and they've got big voices now that are listened to and it's not all about the magazines and what they're saying. So they can raise important issues and call out things. I bumped into the lovely Anna Cascarina this morning. She does a lot for age inclusivity that's super important. And yeah, I think that for me, that's how the industry's changed and I think for the better.
1: Nice. So the last question is, what do you love most about your job as a creative director and a content creator?
0: I think for me, it's working with some incredible brands. I'll always be super grateful for the brands that I get to work with. Meeting interesting people and then hearing directly from my audience. Mm. I love that. I love getting feedback, hearing their concerns and ultimately helping them gain confidence in their wardrobe and their life.
1: Yeah, lovely. So in my role as a creative director, what I loved most were the collaborations, the showroom edits, you know, even just meeting the buyers on a regular basis and discussing business and product and um, what news was happening in the stores and business developments and challenges and it was just always such a great project from start to finish and being involved in the whole journey so I love that and then you know in this freelance uh, world I'm loving you know meeting new people and like you said being um, introduced to brands that I've probably worked with on the other side. Um so that was amazing and I have to say, you know, going to amazing events and dinners and lunches and sitting down and learning about new brands is like a pinch me moment. And um for, you know, even though it's only been a few months, like where I've been to events and dinners and things like that where I've had my name on things, I've kept them all because I'm just oh. like it is a bit of a pinch me moment. It is so nice to be on the other side of the industry and I have had a really lovely welcoming and um an open journey with it so far and i think yeah i feel very very fortunate and very grateful love that
0: every day is so different isn't it i think yes. that's what sort of keeps it exciting okay life we've got one life question <laughs> ebbs what is your ideal day date Ooh. In Nottingham. In Nottingham. Okay,
1: good. So I would say coffee and walk around Snenton Market. It mean it means nothing. Do you mean do you know what I'm what? talking about? No. <laughs> well, it's a gorgeous little market um, in a real creative area of Nottingham. They have a lovely kind of festival on at the weekends. There's plants and flowers and music and good energy and loads of different people from many walks of life, which is so nice. I would go for lunch at Solo Grano, which is a very small, independent um, Italian restaurant. It has the best truffle pasta and the best iced coffee. So that would be it. I mean, I may have gone there last weekend, and had the same thing. So I'm mentioning it now. Um, We've got a great art gallery called the Nottingham Contemporary. Um, It's free to go and they've got an amazing array of books. And they also had a little fair with those of independence. And that's where I found the art from that amazing Japanese artist. I would have to shop. So I'd say shop size for some cool sneakers. It's predominantly menswear, but they have some amazing pieces, and that's where I probably find most of my menswear clothing from there. And then cocktails and small bites at Coco Tang. It's a gorgeous, like kind of dark, underground y Thai restaurant. And then it turns to an Turns into a bit of a nightclub if you oh, stay there
0: wow. too late. <laughs> I need to come for a day out in Nottingham. Yeah, Sounds amazing. Yeah, cool. You've inspired me to go to like some of like Columbia Road Flower Market yeah. and things that I don't, even though I live so near to London, I don't, we don't often you do that. You should the go weekend, more often. So I yes. To, yeah. I've got two versions. So we had a bit of a bougie day date last week, me and Ben. So we went to Scotts in Mayfair. It's one of my favourite places. We've got a little table outside. It's a really good spot to sit and people watch, and the food is amazing. We had like a nice bottle of champagne and then we walked up to the Stafford Hotel which has got a gorgeous courtyard it's a bit like a hidden spot like I don't know many people that like go there or know about it but it's such a gorgeous place and when the sun's shining in London it's so hard to like find somewhere to go yeah. Um, so we went there and had they've got like they do these amazing donuts and had a lovely glass of rosé so that's our like bougie oh. one but then also I'm just as happy like the other week we went to Richmond Park Went for a really nice like walk around, walked up to Richmond, like sat outside a pub and had a drink. And then we got on the, have you gone on the line bike, you know, the no. bikes that you can hire in London. Yeah. Can I
1: tell you a secret? I can't ride a bike. Can you not? Ed? No.
0: Stay away from them because they're electric. <laughs> they are so speedy. Yeah, it was, it was really good fun. It was lovely.
1: Oh, lovely. Well, I definitely want to come to your little bougie day date. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Well, last on the questions are about beauty, inspired by our beauty episode. So two questions. And the first is, what summer beauty staple do you always have to hand?
0: I love the Nukes dry oil. I think when I've you've got a bit this. more skin on show, it's nice to have a little bit of a glow. I don't go for like the shimmer one so much because it's got a bit of like bit of a sparkle in okay. there, but I still just prefer, but I love the the glow the actual dry dry oil. and then a new product that I've just got, which will be my summer staple this year is the ultraviolet Preen screen, so it's the SPF fifty mist so it's great for like SPF top-ups on the go. Cool.
1: So I like to wear minimal makeup in the summer. I get too hot and I don't want everything sliding around. So two products that I love to add even more extra glow are the Chanel Balm Essential in Golden Light. It is like a multi-stick highlighter. You can put it in all of the places that the sun would naturally touch. And then Glossier's Future Dew is amazing. Mixing your foundation or on its own, looks incredible. And then I would have to also say the ultraviolet hydrating um, SPF. I've just recently got that. It says it's hydrating, it's protective. That's all I need to know. And that would be my um, staple for summer. Amazing. Can you recommend any shower
0: products suitable for sensitive skin, please? Well, we both know the answer to that, and well, we that
1: both put the same we thing. We have <laughs> necessary, amazing, amazing brand, um, fragrance-free, lovely texture, and looks amazing in your bathroom. But I'll have to say, simple really great drugstore brand do amazing products that are vegan quality free and have got no nasties in them and i use the face wash and i use the shower gel and it's it's amazing
0: yes definitely necessary for me as well i love the fragrance free and also e45 so i've just recently been sent some of their newest products i will add them into the show notes because i can't remember what they're called but they're definitely for
1: sensitive skin well em that has wrapped up the episode Honestly, I could go on for another half an hour. I love this. (laughs) I loved answering the questions. It was so good. So, final section of today is add to wish list. What is on
0: yours? What's on mine? So, after my recent visit to Reformation, I've got to say the linen trousers, they're called the Asher. So, they're a low waist, sort of like oatmeal color, relaxed fit. You know, like when you think of a linen trouser, you think of the ones with like the cord, but these are more like a tailored. Linen trousers—they're very, very Probably cool. Sound
1: right up my street.
0: Also, some Adidas Gazelles in pink, which they were in my basket. I went to show you earlier, and then they was removed. <laughs> How rude! So they've sold out, so of course, now I want them even more. Yep. But they're quite cool, aren't they? I had to check with Ebbs first. This they is are the new
1: rule. This is the new rule but they look so good and I can definitely see you wearing those.
0: She okayed them. So (laughs) hopefully they will come back into stock. How about you? What's on your wish list?
1: So first thing is the Kate Marcy Crystal Embellished Mesh Flats. I have bought them. I'm still thinking about them. I'm styling them up at home with outfits, but I think they're going to stay with me. I love them. Uh, My second item is the Hunza G and Rosie Ink Collab. Oh, looks stunning. I need a new swimsuit and I do want to try her makeup. So perfect. Collaboration for me, and then lastly, because I'm moving into a new home and I want to bring some color into some of the places, the longing towels in a really lovely bright color. They're good. Yeah, you have them, don't you? What I've color you them. have? Pink.
0: I've got cream ones. Yep. And then I have got some cool? yellow. Okay. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you got
1: them all. She's. Like, I've got them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got all the colors. They're all good. They're, They're all good. good. Yes. No, so, the yeah. the main
1: ones I use are the cream ones. Yes. So yeah, longing towels to add to the house.
0: Love that. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to us answering all of your questions.
1: You can follow The Redress on all of the socials at The Redress Podcast. And you can follow me at Ebony Louise Francis and M at Emma Rose Style. We'd love for you to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And please don't forget to share The Redress with any of your friends.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Whistles, the London-based style destination known for timeless design and wardrobe staples that elevate the everyday. Don't forget, we've partnered with Whistles to offer you an all-exclusive 15% off online using code RE forward slash DRESS for a limited time only. For full
1: terms and conditions, visit whistles.com or you can view the details on our show notes. Don't forget to follow the podcast wherever you listen and then you'll be the first to hear new episodes each week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.